G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Well, we've spoken this week so far about setting boundaries at work and in our marriages. The other relationship that's so incredibly important is our relationship with our kids. But, well, how do you set right boundaries with your children in this crazy, out-of-control world that's changing so quickly around us? TikTok. I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks for joining me as today we take another look at your boundaries from a different perspective. I tend to think that bringing up children in this rapidly changing world is just one of the toughest gigs going. I mean, our grandparents and our parents, my generation, we all had to contend with changes in society and the classic generation gap thing. But there's something about this day and age, I think it's just that things are changing so quickly. I was chatting with a friend the other day, just in the few years that smartphones have been around, think of how profoundly things have changed. And as information and entertainment from around the world are available in a palm of a child's hand, even before they're old enough to read, well, the influences on them these days are more and more coming from outside the home than in the home. In my day, growing up back in the 1960s, the only real outside influence in our home was the black and white TV, and that was strictly regulated. Our major influences were our parents, our teachers, and our friends. Our teachers structured class time, and back in the day, they were feared and respected. We played with our friends at school, sometimes after school, but then we didn't connect with them again until the next day at school, or perhaps on the weekend. And our parents were around with us the rest of the time. Mothers mostly didn't work, but they stayed at home to raise the children. Well, that's just not the world we live in anymore. It just isn't. And it's no good wishing that we could wind back the clock. The horse has bolted on that one. It's a new world. A world where children are being taught both by their peer group and by the media that it's all about them. That they need to do whatever feels good. That they need to be themselves. That they, that they, that they. You see, children increasingly are less influenced by their parents and more influenced by the world out there. And that, for the most part, is simply not a good thing. So what do you do about it? How do we help them to grow up whole and mature, to become effective, loving, compassionate, strong, courageous adults who pursue their dreams, who realise their potential, but who love their God and serve their fellow man and woman? How do you actually do that in this day and age? I just want to talk about one boundary today in a parent's relationship with their children and indeed in a child's relationship with his or her parents. Just one boundary that I think is being forgotten to the detriment of our children and to the detriment of society as a whole. But before I get to that, let me say that what I'm talking about here isn't just a problem of the developed Western world, although it is at its most acute there. It's also a growing problem in so-called developing economies where Western influences and affluence are turning traditional families and social structures on their head, where younger people are now travelling away from the home for the first time to chase the big dollars in the city. The problem of how to bring up your children 
is a global problem. So into that scenario, this this one boundary that I want to speak about is this. It may sound old-fashioned, but, but actually it's a piece of wisdom that has stood the test of time. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, Honour your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. You might recognise that as the fifth of the Ten Commandments. It comes just after the first four commandments, which are all about our relationship with God. And it comes just before, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, and you shall not covet your neighbour's wife or possessions. An interesting placement in terms of order of priority. You or I may have put that stuff about murder and adultery and theft before that bit about honouring your parents, or perhaps we may even have left the whole parent thing out of the Ten Commandments altogether. But God, you see, in his wisdom puts the commandment about honouring your parents straight after the four commandments about our relationship with him and before all the other commandments. If I had to point to one prevailing fault in parenting today, it's that we're ignoring the bit where it's our responsibility to teach our children to honour their parents. See, these days, guilty parents are working long hours, lavish gifts and praise and attention on their children to try to absolve themselves of their guilt. They give their kids unfettered internet access to consume all sorts of rubbish. They overpraise them and generally teach them that they are the centre of the universe, which one day, presumably, they're going to learn that they're not the hard way. Saw an interesting article in my local paper the other day reporting a study about parents who overvalue their children, turning them into narcissists. Quote, While parents may think that telling their children that they're more special than others will increase their self-esteem, the group found no evidence of this. Instead, they discovered it was warmth and affection from parents that boosted a child's self-esteem. Parents, listen up. You are not your child's friend. You are not their playmate. Your job is not to spoil them. You're their parent. And, and while they're home with you in the loving, nurturing environment that you're providing for them, your job is to teach them some of the hard, tough, difficult lessons that they have to learn. Yes, love them. Yes, encourage them. But for Pete's sake, don't teach them by your behaviour that they are the centre of the universe. Yeah, set up some chores for them that they have to do, rain, hail or shine, whether they feel like it or not. Enforce some rules, discipline them, and yeah, you know what? Punish them when they transgress the rules. And whatever you do, husband and wife, support one another. Father and mother, you have to support each other in this process. If you disagree on how to discipline your children, have that discussion away in private. In front of your children, however, present a united front so that they learn the most important lesson that you will ever teach them. Honour your father and your mother. See, that tough love will be the greatest gift that you ever give them. It's the most important boundary you will ever set for them. Because presumably, if you can help them with their relationship with God, Commandments 1 through 4, and teach them to honour you as their parents then they're going to have a much higher chance of avoiding murder, adultery, theft, lying and envy, which are the subjects of Commandments 6 through 10. Now, a word of warning here. If you proceed down this biblical path, you're going to cop some flack because the ways of this world are to teach children that they matter most and that whatever sin or perversion they want to pursue is their democratic right. 
Yeah, you're definitely going to cop some flack. But have a listen to some of the things that the Bible has to say about disciplining children. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 13 to 15. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. Now, I am not advocating beating your children with a rod at this point. No, I'm not. Although I have to say that I copped the strap a few times at home and the cane a few times at school, and you know what? I am still alive. A slap for a small child is fine. Beating, on the other hand, that arises out of anger is a terrible abuse. The point is that there are many ways to discipline a child, grounding them, taking away their internet access, for younger kids sending them to their room. I know it's hard. I know there are going to be tears and conflict. But discipline is an investment. It's an important boundary. Because when your kids come out the other side, they're going to be the sort of adults that you want them to be. like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.